0: Hey, Impact Wrestling fans. I hope you enjoy Brace for Impact on our new free feed. Mike Gilbert and JD Oliva have been doing this show for nearly a year on our Patreon, the newly branded Fight Game Media Network Plus. On this feed, you'll get their Impact Wrestling Show reviews. But if you want more Brace for Impact, go to the Patreon at patreon.com front slash media. You'll hear the full version of their weekly show and any bonus content, including pay-per-view recaps. We also have a lot of other content on the Patreon, including our 1997 raw recaps, our weekly AEW dynamite recap, the dynamite show and our Joshi podcast, the five star Joshi show. And let me welcome the very first version of Brace for Impact in our free feed. Hope you enjoy.
1: hey now it's brace for impact and i am your host mike gilbert and i'm joined as always by jd by
2: god oliva how you doing jd by god zoom just wouldn't work for us tonight this is like (laughs) our fifth attempt to start the show which is a great way to start a brand new show so we're off to a fantastic start
1: we're off to a fantastic start. We're coming out of the gates right away with uh, with a little bit of technical issues, but I think we got it all figured out, so that's good news. I don't know if Zoom has new buttons or something, man, but uh, hey, whatever it takes, man, we finally got it. Uh, we finally got it. Um, yeah, but like you said, this is a new era of the show. This is going to be our debut edition of the free version of Brace for Impact. You can get it on all your podcast apps, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what's some other podcast apps you can find this
2: thing on? Stitcher, Apple Pod, uh, Spotify, Pod, I think is still a thing. Pod. Podcatcher. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I
1: I personally use a Spotify, but I still have Apple Podcasts. So um but I mean, Spotify is universal, man. You don't you don't have to uh you don't have to be an Apple person to have it. You can have an Android, whatever. So I, I use a, you know a lot of my friends use Spotify now.
2: I'm an Apple Podcast guy because it's just easier to use with this thing. But when I'm on my computer, I tend to listen to stuff on Spotify, so I I can I bounce back and forth. And then uh, if you're catching us on the new show, you can also catch our us on the Fight Game Media Network Plus Patreon feed. Yes. Extended. Brace for Impact Plus. Is that what we're calling it? Did we decide Uh, on it?
1: yeah just it's the extended version of Brace for Impact on Fight Game Media Network Plus you go to uh, patreoncom Media. if you're a new listener please subscribe to the patreon um you, not only can you get this show here which uh you'll you'll get the this version of the the show, the free version, as well as the extended version Now, the extended version. What you get there is we're going to talk about all the headlines that are surrounding uh, impact um, and the impact wrestling universe, Um, you know, in and around it, you know, some of it will venture off in AEW, New Japan, MLW, things like that, but it all be interconnected with impact wrestling. Uh, We'll also do some, um, some recaps of the monthly special. So we got turning point next Saturday night. So we'll be doing a, a recap of that. Uh, you'll, you'll get all the big four pay-per-views, um, on, on, uh, fight network or fight game media network plus as well as we got we got a ton of other stuff man uh, coming down the pike we got some aew stuff that are, that's going to be exclusive to the to the patreon we got uh, the joshi pod with scott edwards what else we got on there
2: we got in a clinch with our buddy paul Fontaine and, and ryan frederick they're going to be on the free feed too and they, oh yeah I believe, I believe they're doing somewhat similar to us or do both free and and uh, the patreon i believe and then uh whenever justin and i decide to bring back high tension and whatever form it will take in the future We'll be on the right. Patreon. So we got, and of course, there's also the uh, Fight Game flagship show with Garrett Gonzalez and John Morocco.
1: Yeah, man. So, here I'm going to go ahead and do a rundown real quick. So, if, uh, if you're new to the Fight Game Media Network, what I want you to do is subscribe to this Brace for Impact um, feed. I'm very proud that we actually have our own feed. I think that's a very cool thing. And the reason why that is, is because we're, you know, one of the more popular shows on the network and it warranted us getting our own feed. And I'm proud of that. And that's because of all the listeners that uh, we've been able to gain. Uh, Just through our venture here. And we've only been doing this since what, March? Since Sacrifice sacrifice earlier this year. So it's a relatively new show, but we've gained a lot of steam, man. Uh, But on the Fight Game Media Network feed, which you can just, uh, you know, run a search that on your Apple podcast or Spotify, just uh, subscribe to that, rate, review, uh, download all the episodes. But we got uh, we got the rap hosted by Keela Cash. We got in the clinch uh, with Paul Fontaine and Ryan Frederick. And I know a lot of other like pro wrestling centric um, networks will have some MMA podcasts, but they don't have Paul Fontaine and Ryan Frederick and they don't have the credentials that they have. And, I, and I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, the, the Fightfuls and Voices of Wrestling and things like that. They don't cover MMA the way that we cover MMA. Uh, on our network, we also got Pound for Pound, hosted by Carlos Toro and Robert Silva. And if you've never heard Carlos Toro and Robert Silva, and you're a boxing fan, just insane, insane one of, coverage.
2: One of the best boxing shows you're going to find, especially on a Patreon network. Like I know yeah. we kinda, is, kind of were. This is this is a free. Show.
1: Yeah, this so, is free, excuse me. The free network. So you're going to get this stuff for free, free. On, on the Fight Game Media Network feed if you go and subscribe to that. You'll you'll get pound for pound hosted by Carlos Rowe and Robert Silva. I'm sorry, go
2: ahead. No, I was going to say, that is the show. I'm not a huge boxing fan, but I learned so much from listening to them on the former Patreon when they were on the Patreon with us. So they're great. Ryan and Paul do a fantastic job in the MMA show. I feel bad for them every time there's a the UFC fight because, you know, um, ryan's an official judge and he takes yeah. he scores these fights and boy does he he does he get it from people on twitter <laughs> yeah. even though he's smarter than all of them yeah. so i hope we yeah. stay rather insignificant in the great scheme <laughs> yeah. of twitter well ufc they show ryan and paul's tweets on i know pay-per-views right <laughs> so know. that's like, what is what a double-edged yeah. sword so like, they're
1: they're constantly getting dm'd like we hate your we hate your guts because you disagree it. with who scored that round right it's so so ridiculous but, Even yeah. you
2: know, ryan <laughs> and paul are right like 90 percent of the time in, yeah. in like they're right in line with the judges and they take this like i couldn't do it man i am not tough enough those guys <laughs> those guys are awesome i love i love their yeah. show we're, we're very lucky to be on the network that we're on and, and we're also mm-hmm. real lucky that we are starting to branch off and getting um, getting our stuff out there more so, uh, so we can get discovered a little bit. But the people that have been listening to this Patreon feed for a long time, um, thanks, man. Thanks for giving yeah, us, man. thanks for letting us start and giving us our chance to uh, kind of grow. Absolutely. So I'm almost done with the plug. We got Write That Down
1: hosted by Justin Nipper and legendary Fumi Saito. And I I first uh, heard Fumi Saito on the 605 Super Podcast with uh, Brian Lass. And he also did some uh, Wrestling Observer Radio with Jim Valley and Dave Meltzer. And he is a Japanese wrestling historian. He is an absolute expert in all things Japanese wrestling. And he has a very good rapport with our very own Justin Nipper. Great, great show
2: i am gonna make a bold claim. I think this is probably the bet. Write that down is probably the best Japanese wrestling centric podcast you're going to listen to. Cause most of the time you're listening to guys from the States, just giving their opinions on Japanese wrestling. You're not mm. going to get Fumi Saito. Not only is he, you know, in Japan living the culture, but he was there for a lot of this stuff. Like he can talk about, you know what it was like growing up in Japan, watching this stuff as it happened, and really break down what's happening over there. And I do believe it's the best wrestling podcast, uh, Japanese specific wrestling podcast, and then includes the one that I sometimes <laughs> host. So <laughs> yeah. it's the yeah. better. I was told Justin the the Fumi show is the better version of the one that I do with him. So it's it's fantastic, man. I think that uh, I think this this um, new venture is going to give us a chance to really show kind of what we've been doing at fight game and the team that, that Garrett's assembled over the last year. So it's pretty cool, man. And then uh, lastly,
1: but um, you know, I would say very important is the take it home podcast hosted by our friend who's a co-host of this show a few times, uh, John LaRocca, you know, it's rare that you get somebody that, that has over 20 years booking experience uh, to kind of just, you know, have, have a good 30 to 45 minutes to himself every week and just uh, just talk about pro wrestling on an in-depth level. And, and, t- and he's really talking about a lot of the shows that maybe you're not thinking about and, and coming at it from a different uh, perspective. And I always enjoy the things that John has to say on his Take It Home podcast.
2: What makes John special is everybody fantasy books, right? Everybody thinks they can do that job. John actually does that job. Not that yeah. it does. John is a booker. John has thought about wrestling, not just from, hey, this would be cool, or this is what I would like, but this is what would draw for X reason. This is why this works for Y reason. And <clears> there's <throat> been a lot of times I've listened to John's stuff and be like, Oh well, yeah, he's right. Like you mm. might not have an opinion that you necessarily agree with, which is fine. That's what makes these, this network great. But John has this wealth of experience from being reared as a booking mind. And he's really kind of sharing his thoughts on, on what works and what doesn't in the world of pro wrestling with the specific booking mind and tech. Like a lot of guys will sit there and tell you, Hey, this is why they should do this. But I don't know if there's any, but I don't know how many guys who actually did book a territory that have a show like, like John. So that's, that's a, that's an underrated gem of a show that I I love listening to every week.
1: Absolutely. Um, And not only did he do it, he, he did it well.
2: Yeah. He's actually uh, good at the the job. The San
1: Francisco, you know, we call it a territory, but the San Francisco independent scene, you know, all pro wrestling when he was booking, got on fire man so much so that they actually you know booked the cow palace which hadn't been booked you know for a very long time had kind of almost become extinct as far as wrestling you know is concerned wwe hadn't booked that um, venue in years and he booked it and he put in over three thousand people in that place you know with ray mysterio in the main event right Dude, that's like, a
2: big show yeah. that's for an indie sh- for a true indie yeah, show man. that's a big crowd and that's like and the, you look at the guys who came up through his territory, you're talking like names. you say Ray Mysterio there, but I know he's also booked Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Like, um, he had he's he pretty much I take I think he should take credit. He doesn't, he should take credit for really kind of introducing people like to J.R. Kratos mm-hmm. and really helping Jeff Cobb really start getting his name out there when he was under when he you know when uh you know back when he even think even before he was Matanza, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. John has has got a great eye for talent and has done a lot to to help talent, especially in the California i'm jealous of you guys i would love to watch a lot of these shows but i live in chicago so i, I can't <laughs>
1: yeah um and I, I went i went to two of those shows uh and i had a lot of fun and they were both booked by him i had that verified that he he is one that booked those shows um so and then on the patreon only so if you go to patreon.com slash fight game media um, we have the fight game podcast 1997 raw recaps, and I think we're about to join them in that venture with the 90 1998 WCW recaps. So, uh, our show 99 9900, 9900 9900 coming up soon. Uh, the dynamite show hosted by Paul Fontaine and Jeff, uh, Jeff Hawkins, which is another cool show. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, it. Jeff just recently joined the show and man, he's a trained comedian. He has a cool mind. He is a, you know, a writer, just a very talented guy and he joins Paul Fontaine who has been watching wrestling for years. who's a great host. He's hosted this show a mm-hmm. couple of times um, and they, uh, they have a really cool dynamic of uh, those two guys. Um, and then the five-star Joshua podcast hosted by Scott Edwards. And he gets kind of a rotating uh, crew coming in to help him with that. Uh, I don't really know of any other Joshi podcasts out there. I, I, I can't to- think of a single one. Right. I I know that some of the observer radio shows cover Joshi as part of like a bigger show but this is specifically centric to Joshi. And if you're not familiar with what Joshi is, it's Japanese women's pro wrestling, which I had to be educated, you know, a couple of years ago um, with with what that actually meant. Cause like they said, are you a Joshi fan? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And they go, you know, (laughs) you know, all, you know, stardom, you know, I was like, Oh, you mean just women's wrestling, but in Japan, they go, yes, dude, you nerd, but it's called Joshi. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm the nerd. Uh, I guess it's like you know, if it's a cartoon, but if it's uh done in uh oh, japan
2: bro. it's called anime right if you don't so, and if you don't say anime they'll oh, get all over you i, say, I, no, I co-host bro. a nerd podcast superhero speaking <laughs> like we don't do a lot of anime stuff but i got a co-host who's a super huge anime fan and when i slip and say cartoon i get <clears throat> i get uh, i don't even want to talk about it but yeah you <laughs> yeah. have to you have to make sure you hit those terms or right or you will get eviscerated certainly so
1: yeah, man. Yeah, you're you're a real dick if uh, you say cartoon instead of anime. <laughs> yeah. um, and then and, we also sorry, and if this ahead. is your
2: first time listening to the show, I am in fact a real dick. So you learn.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you get the full version of this show, brace for impact. So if uh, if you're right now you're listening on Patreon, because I'm going to keep this plug in here for this week, and we'll try to maybe edit do a little bit better job editing in the future. Uh, we did get a late start today, but if you're listening on Patreon, nothing changes. Uh, you know, the full show is going to be the full show. Maybe in time we will, you know, depending on audience feedback, if we need to just chop the show up into two different, uh, two different things, maybe we'll do that. But right now we're just going to be business as usual if you're a Patreon member. Um, so you'll, you'll get the, you'll get the recaps and you'll actually get the, um, you know, headlines, Q and A's, all that stuff that we're doing, all the extra stuff that we're doing um business as usual there um and then q a A's with dave Meltzer, so uncle dave uh he's you know really close friends with garrett gonzalez and so uh, we actually get to have him on from time to time and get to fire questions at him and that's uh, exclusive for patreon members so uh they'll put a q and a uh, q and a link up on the patreon and uh you know fire away your questions and uncle dave will answer them um and then observe this hosted by garrett and uh, he has a rotating uh, crew of hosts with him the plus ppv recaps for boxing mma and pro wrestling Um uh, monthly bonus content from all the shows and the historical archive. So uh, lots of stuff. So, um, you know, if you're a Patreon subscriber, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate all the support. We are going to continue on Patreon. We're not—you're not, not going to get less content there. In actuality, you're going to get more content there, um, especially if you're an Impact Wrestling fan. So, uh, you know, I, I really do appreciate all the support and love that we've gotten from uh, the the Impact faithful. You know, whenever I um, I started to talk to Garrett about maybe you know getting a spot here on uh, Fight Game Media, you know, I kind of wanted to come in as a writer, and I was interested in doing a podcast but you know, impact ratings aren't exactly, uh, great. Uh, so the viewership there, if you take a look at it statistically, um, you know, from a 30,000 view foot view level, you're probably like looking at impact wrestling. It's like, you know, is that really what I want to spend money on bringing that to my network, um, to have somebody write about it and podcast about it and things like that. And I, I had to sell it to the bosses. I was like, look, I don't think you understand. It's like, yeah, the the viewership is small, but it is hardcore. It is rabid. And they support impact wrestling with every fiber of their being. They fucking love this show. And when I started writing my columns back on my old website, um, my impact columns always got the most views and it always got the most traction and it always got the most feedback. You know, people would DM me. They'd tell me I was, you know, hey, you were right about this thing and I loved your opinion about this thing. Or they would tell me, hey, you're an idiot. Right. And they, they're passionately tell me like, you're stupid. Um, and I enjoyed that too. That's fine. Bring it. Um, but I, they, they support impact wrestling. They support, uh, people who support impact wrestling and they like to talk to people who like to talk about impact wrestling. And that's one of the things that I love to do is I love to talk about impact wrestling. Cause I feel like it never really, it's not really getting its just due. it's not um, it's not really covered in the media scape very well. I don't think it's treated as, as, as if it's insignificant. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it isn't very highly rated. Um, but um, you know, on fight game media network and fight game media network, plus we're going to treat it with respect. We're going to watch it. We're probably going to make fun of it and we're going to have a good time doing it, man well uh, this is going to be a cool venture for us
2: uh, you know um i'm on and off i'm an, I've been an on and off impact viewer for a long time but never really super involved since like probably 08 or 09 but um when i started getting into the show with you uh i kind of figured out what you what you're talking about about how loyal and hardcore and um what a sense of community the impact fans have and like since i started doing this show and getting more involved with that product last spring i have just i've been kind of welcomed in to the uh the impact fan family and i man i what a cool bunch of people that i just really enjoy interacting with on on twitter and um we have our our big uh, brace for impact direct message thread on twitter and it's <laughs> a ma- it's a goddamn madhouse every day <laughs> yeah. but it's entertaining and i i oh, like yeah. everyone on there man i just it's been it's been cool to to be an outsider and to kind of come in and just see a part of like a an, an actual like like happy functioning group that's really Mm. cool like if you're if you're listening to us for the first time join in man because you're gonna you're gonna find a bunch of people that like to that aren't like militant impact is great and you cannot speak ill of impact because i think that's a reputation a lot of times impact fans have is where there will be no speaking ill of impact at all i haven't found that I, yeah. I haven't found that because, you know, I, I take my shots, <laughs> yeah. I, I take my yeah. shots, but, yeah. and everyone has fun with it. It's like, most people can recognize when stuff is good. And when, when stuff isn't working and, you know, they'll get entertained by the ridiculous things we say. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, welcome aboard.
1: Yeah, man. All, all opinions are welcome here, man. That's, that's, that's the cool thing about this show. And, uh, and Hey, and if you got an opinion, let us know. And, uh, you never know. We'll try to read it on the air. And yeah. uh, maybe even, you know, hey, just a couple weeks ago, we actually brought somebody on the air because they had, a, um, you know, a different opinion than we had of a show um, not too long ago. So we we're like, hey, why don't you come tell us about it? And so we were able to have that. And so that's that's the cool thing about uh, Brace for Impact, man. And that's the cool thing about Fight Game Media and Fight Game Media Network Plus, man. I'm really excited about this whole thing. So enough of uh, enough of the super plug, man. You want to go ahead
2: and get into tonight's episode really quick. I want to humble brag yeah. for a second. OK, go, go ahead. I just got followed by Thunder Rosa on Twitter for like no reason. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. yeah. she follow, Yeah.
1: She follows me too. Like, uh, I, um, I don't know if it's one of those things where she's like, you know, that guy, Jesse Goddard's where he follows like 250,000 people. I don't know if it's one of those things,
2: but yeah. She's only following like 5,000 people. Like, I mean, oh. like that's, I was surprised. Cause like I write for the site, you know, I write for, for this first time I am a writer for game media. Uh, I haven't lately cause we've been stupid busy, but, um, yeah, so I haven't read anything about Thunder Rosa. Made my day. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me me, and her were Facebook
1: friends for a while. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but no. I, I went. Okay, so I went to wrestling school for one day. I
2: didn't know that.
1: Okay, yeah. So there's a wrestling, and John knows this guy very well. This guy named Sparky Ballard okay. Um, runs a, runs a wrestling school up in uh, Pacifica, California. At least he did at the time. I don't know if, he, if it's still open.
2: How long ago was
1: this? Give me a time frame. Oh, gosh. So it was before I was married, so seven years ago. Seven okay. years ago, I would say I was maybe uh, I was thirty-one years old. Um, I was in pretty good shape, um, and so anyway, I, I was like, okay, look, I was kind of going, even though I was only thirty-one, I was going through like a midlife crisis, right? So I, I yeah, I was like, okay, look, I, I think I've missed my window. I just wanna, I just wanna get in. I want to get into the wrestling business, and I want at least have a match. Um, maybe I can get in as a manager or something like that. I was like, I have a, I have enough charisma. Maybe I can get by. I have a big mouth. I can get by. So Fair. I. I yeah, fair. So I there there was a there was a school in Sacramento and um but they were not really getting back to me. And then there was a school in Pacifica, which was a lot further away, but he got back to me right away. The price was a decent price, and so I went over there and um you know Jared Kratos was there wow. and uh, powerhouse Hobbs was there. This is long before wow. any of them were ever on TV, right? They have a good school there, and then Thunder Rosa was there long before she had ever been on TV, and she was kind of like um, we were like setting up the ring for her. She was kind of like in charge of the people setting up the ring, and so she was just like yelling at us this whole time. And uh, I think, I think in a way, trying to intimidate us. But you know, little did she know. You know, I've been through basic training, yeah. and uh, you know, I've been to Afghanistan. I'd uh, you know been around explosions. You've been
2: yelled and- at by far <laughs> more important people. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I, I you know, that that didn't d- deter me what one, one bit, and uh, I, I had a lot of fun that day. But unfortunately, I, I have a bad neck not a lot of people know this. I'd have neck surgery back in 2008 and the military just would not clear me to do this um, medically. And since I couldn't produce a medical waiver, they said that I could no longer train. So I only went, I only went there one day. And when he's like, okay, when you come back, make sure to bring your medical waiver. I was trying to, I was kind of hoping that I, you know, they would just forget about it. You're but, you, know, you were yeah, working. You were working. Yeah, it was. But this was an official school. that I actually wanted to see my medical papers and I just couldn't produce them because I, in fact, could not get medically cleared to go and do pro wrestling.
2: That That's a cool story, actually. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So we were Facebook friends for a while because of that. You know, I'd met her that day, um, but then uh, her Facebook just turned into like a Thunder Rosa fan page, a Cobra Moon slash Thunder Rosa fan page, and then um and then i just i deleted it so i was like okay yeah this is not a real person anymore so we're no longer friends
2: i played football against
0: colt cabana in high school that's all oh
1: there oh there you go that's cool colt cabana's cool yeah yeah
0: hey brace for impact fans i hope you're enjoying the very first episode of brace for impact in our new free feed if you are into more professional wrestling or have a hankering for mma or boxing Check out our Fight Game Media Network feed, which is available wherever you find your podcast. You'll hear The Rap, our weekly WWE show. In the Clinch, our MMA podcast. Pound for Pound, our sweet science of boxing podcast. Write that down on Japanese wrestling history and take it home. Our weekend show. Just search for the Fight Game Media Network wherever you find your podcast and you'll get five podcasts a week and probably more very soon now back to mike and jd all
1: right man well hey that's so that's the occasional banter and uh this is what we do yeah yeah, this is old war stories with uncle gilbert over here that's (laughs) kind of what i like to uh what we end up getting into man but hey tonight's episode of impact wrestling you know um i would say it was a it was a solid show probably uh you know good b minus i would say b minus maybe c plus depending on uh what what you're looking for, Um, you know, next week is the go home show for Turning Point. So I think maybe they crank up the heat, especially because next week they got Josh Alexander versus Minoru Suzuki. So I think this week, I don't want to say it was, a, it was an off week, but they didn't really bring everything this week. So it was more of a, um, a kind of getting to next week and then just trying to take that next step in a turning point. But uh, a solid show up and down. They had some pretty good matches. And I think uh, I thought a really good main event. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into the show. Um, let's go ahead and we will start off with, um, Hold on, just one second. Okay, so the BTI pre-show match is uh, Savannah Evans versus Rachel Ellering, and Savannah Evans won, which uh, surprises me. I, you know, I know that they're they're looking to get behind Evans a little bit, but I was thinking that maybe Ellering would get that W because you know Savannah Evans is a newer performer. But there you go. So we got uh, Evans defeating Rachel Ellering, and from what I hear, I, I actually didn't get a chance to watch that match, but people were telling me that it was pretty good. So um, I might have to end up having to watch that after the show is over. I'm not watching BTI. <laughs> well, so you can just skip to the end and like the last seven minutes. And that's when the match will start. That's what I usually do. But like, I'm not, I'm not going to stay for uh, Josh Matthews and Jim Miller telling, you know, scripted bad jokes. I'm not doing that.
2: I can't do it to myself.
1: No. Um, all right. So the show starts off. You got bullet club, which uh, it was actually El Fantasmo and Chris Bay this time with Hikaleo on the outside. They defeated Finjuice. Uh, to earn a tag team title shot. Uh, this was this was another good match as you would expect from uh, these four competitors. Um, it was essentially all New Japan with the exception of Chris Bay, and he's actually working New Japan this coming up weekend. So he's I guess he's in New Japan now too. Um, but it was a it was a pretty cool match. You had uh, Bullet club worked over Robinson for a couple minutes, mostly ELP doing some of his shenanigans, but it wasn't long before Finley got the hot tag. Finjuice isolated uh, Bay for the offense, eventually going for a doomsday device after distraction from uh, ELP and Hikaleo. Finally, instead went to take them out, leaving Robinson in the ring to get reversed, reversed by Bay, super kicked by AP, and then pinned. And then afterwards, Anderson and Gallows came out and brawled with Bullet Club, ending with Hikaleo taking out Gallows as Bullet Club controlled the ring. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought this was a good match. What did you think?
2: I'm going to tell you something. I, uh, I like this Bullet Club thing when Hikaleo's not really out there. Hikaleo's vastly improved over the last yeah. two years, let's be honest. But I really like the idea of ELP and Chris Bay. Like, when I saw them in the ring, I thought to myself, now we've got something yes. in the New Japan in the IWGP junior division. Because that is, like, probably the most unsung tag team. I mean, like, that's not true. WWE exists. Um, the <laughs> It's definitely the least loved tag team division in wrestling, is that junior heavyweight tag division in New Japan. So as soon as Japan starts opening up a little bit, we need to get Chris Bay in new Japan and get them working for those junior tag belts. I, I completely agree. Cause I think, I think we've got something here. I was very I, impressed with them.
1: I do too. Unfortunately, um, you correct me if I'm wrong because you host a J- Japanese wrestling podcast. I do. Isn't ELP going back for best of the super
2: juniors. He is eventually, but I mean, like I'm saying, it doesn't have to be tomorrow, but I mean, no, it's... but
1: wouldn't that take him out of turning point? Oh, that's a good point.
2: Um, yeah. I didn't think about that. Pr- on paper, it would. It depends on when things are done. I mean, like Japan's starting to loosen. As far as I know, I don't think they're doing the two weeks anymore. They they are. I
1: just I they, they are. Okay, I take yeah. that back. Yeah, they are. They're actually it's a ten day quarantine right now.
2: They're down to ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's down from two weeks. Uh, on paper, that seems to take him on a turning point.
1: Yeah. yeah. So turning point, I think, would be you know
2: Gallison and Anderson versus Hikoleo and Chris Bay. I mean, that makes more sense. I mean, that kind of makes more sense to wrestle with the good brothers anyway. But I'll be honest with you, I don't think that they're going to win the the tag belts here. So my thought is, what can you do with these guys down the line in the future? And I think the future for these two is in the new Japan junior tag division.
1: Yeah. No, I I completely agree. And I would love to see that. Uh, Gia Miller interviewed uh, Damore about the three way main event for the new, uh, to find the new top contender for the world title. She asked why Josh Alexander wasn't added to the match. Um, and before he could answer, of course, Josh Alexander confronts him about it. Demore told him that he wasn't getting a shot until he fixed his focus issues, until he controlled his emotions. Uh, Alexander's a very emotional person, only because Moose speared him in front of his family while his family was standing in the ring. So he has a gripe. Um, so instead, he booked Alexander versus Minoru Suzuki uh, next week. So that way he could focus on him. Um, and then continue his chase for the world title after that. So um, Uh,
2: this doesn't make any logical sense whatsoever. It does if you think about this from a character standpoint, because I agree with you 100%. It makes absolutely no sense because Moose essentially cheated him out of the title. Right. But now we've gone out of our way to make sure that he doesn't have the title. Why is Minoru Suzuki in kayfabe? Why is Minoru Suzuki in this company? Who brought him into this company? right Mm -hmm. scott demore so on it seems to me by watching the show that we are in the that scott demore is taking on a more i don't use term heel persona Mm -hmm. okay maybe a uh you know maybe a tad on the uh the well what this well let's be honest what the person controlling this company usually has been in the history of this company like um which i think kind of can work because it seems to me like we're trying to build uh, Alexander, because I said it's Daniel Bryan. I, I, the, when we did the, the pay-per-view um, post-show. I said they're just ripping off SummerSlam 2013. If you're going to do that, you might as well go all the way with it. <laughs> yeah. And it sure seems to me, because you're right, it doesn't make any sense for him yeah. to keep Josh away from the title unless that's the plan, is to keep right. Josh away from the Oh,
1: title. okay. okay. Now that actually makes more sense if that's where they're going. Do you know who trained Moose for wrestling? Scott more? scott demore yeah well
2: there you go that makes perfect Uh, so and i did not i i when you said that i I made the connection but i didn't know that (laughs) off the top of my head so that actually makes sense because it has been a while since a scott demore trainee has won the impact title so it would make sense for him to protect his guy like the story does kind of write itself if that's the way to go and it does give a little more juice to this feud down the line so uh I'm going to stake my claim and say we're in the, the process of a Scott Demore heel turn. Okay. I, you know what? Until
1: you said that, I didn't actually even put that together. I didn't even think about that. That not, not actually makes total sense.
2: I'm a that, fiction a... writer by trade, so I can see <laughs> bullshit when, I, oh. <laughs>
1: when it raises its head. Oh, I got to correct you right there, sir. You are a best-selling fiction writer, a best-selling author, sir. Thank you. I'm Amazon.
2: I'm having a bad month, so it felt better last month when that was true. This month, that's yeah. not, that's not true. But, but we yeah. have we have more earballs, man. Throw a plug out there. Let's do it. Amazon.com, Books of Jericho, Harvest Moon. If you like supernatural thrillers, help put my kid in college.
1: There you go. If you like uh, if you like Decay and the Undead Bridesmaids, you will love the Books of Jericho, written by J.D.
2: By Oliva. I hate your guts. <laughs> if I could reach through this <laughs> microphone, I would strangle you. <laughs> Beyond all belief, right
1: now. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we got a recap of last week's BTI, where Sam Bale pinned Brian Myers. Afterward, we got a new installment of Myers' lessons, where he berated VSK and Zicky Dice. Okay, so this thing was was a
2: bit weird. Yeah, um, real weird. Why do we keep was, cutting away from Zicky getting slapped? Yeah, it's like why not slap?
1: I know. And then like, and then VSK is the most bland human being.
2: But that's it's the character, untel- they're, but they're know. at least making that the character because he has he has absolutely no personality, no charisma, None. and they're steering into the fact that he has no personality and no charisma, so I'm going to let it go. Normally, yeah. I'd be like, this guy, this, this kind of sucks, but it actually, it kind of works as far as VSK goes, but why can't we slap Zicky Dice?
1: Right, yeah. I think that I think that uh, Zicky is finally getting to start to yeah, show some personality. To be, to be
2: Zicky, he's getting yeah. to be Zicky a little bit, which is yeah, which is fun. I mean, if you're gonna have Zicky Dice on the roster, let him be Zicky Dice, right?
1: Like that's who you hired. Just let right. him do his thing. He's so he's starting to do that. So, um, so, but I, I I didn't really think that this was a very strong segment, and I've been no. liking most of these segments, but I thought this was just yeah, not this, a, not a good one.
2: This one did not land. Like um, a lot of it was. The the joke. I just didn't think the joke hit home with it not like him pretending to get slapped.
1: Right. It's like yeah, just slap the guy. Slap him. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It's very slappable.
1: All right. So I loved this next segment and I want to get your thoughts because I was excited whenever it was announced. Minoru Suzuki defeated Caleb with the K. This was just a one-sided Squash match with Suzuki just slapping the piss out of a guy and giving him a pile driver um, and sitting on top of his chest looking completely strong. There, there were people online who were like, oh, why impact going to impact? They're wasting Suzuki. It's like, dude, he, he wrestled twice that night. This was the first match that he... So they're taping, you know, over... He was only there for two days, right? And they got three matches out of this guy. This was just a way to make him look extremely strong and the scariest human being. And I thought they did an excellent job of doing that.
2: Okay. Squash matches are super underrated in wrestling, and we need more of them. Um, I like when they do them on Dynamite. I think that they don't do them enough on Dynamite because squash matches do a great job to establish character, right? Mm -hmm. And let's be real, Minoru Suzuki has never had a match in Impact before. And there's a lot of Impact fans that watch Impact. And, you know, some branch out and watch New Japan and watch Dynamite and all that kind of stuff. But some don't. Some stick with Impact or watch Impact in WWE. So there are fans out there that have not watched Minoru Suzuki wrestle. And I think that it's good to have him go out there and absolutely destroy somebody. And Caleb mm-hmm. Connolly is the perfect person to do it because he is really good at what he does. He's great at taking an ass kicking. He is the guy who, who can fill any role you need him to. And I've said before, like, whatever they pay Caleb Connolly, it isn't enough. And I thought this was perfect. I don't think I don't think there's anybody in this company that would have done a better job with Minoru Suzuki in this situation.
1: Right. I, I thought this is the perfect setup to get mm-hmm. to next week. You make Suzuki look like a dangerous killer, which he did. Mm -hmm. Um, And Caleb did a great job um, taking on that role. So uh, next we got Moose being interviewed by uh, Jim Miller about his potential challenges at Turning Point. He ran down the names. He said, but in the end, he wasn't concerned since he was the most dangerous man in all of professional wrestling. I'm really digging this Moose World Heavyweight Champion character. Uh, I dig the suit. I dig the title. I think everything looks great on him, and his interviews are top-notch. Just good, good stuff.
2: I think maybe this is a controversial statement I'm about to make, but I'm gonna make it. I think he's channeling a little Jake Roberts in his interviews.
1: hmm Yeah.
2: I... Like just his delivery, right? You know, yeah. Moose is very calculated in everything he says. Like right. and he's he's very like, I don't want to say monotone, but like low tones where you have to like kind of lean in to listen to what he's saying. And there's a confidence and a bravado, but it's not braggadocious in the slightest, right? It's dangerous and i really i hate the title one. absolutely hate the angle but what they've done since has really done a great job to establish moose as this heel champion i do i think he's he's channeling a little jake roberts in his interview style
1: yeah i and i see a little bit of a chris jericho 2008 whenever he. i do see that yes the 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 Um, nick
2: bonkwinkle version of chris jericho Yeah. yeah
1: absolutely and uh oh gosh um
2: no country for old
1: men I I see
2: uh, that. Oh, God, Javier Bardem. uh, Yeah.
1: Javier I Bardem.
2: I can't remember the name the character he played, but yeah, I yeah. See it too. But no,
1: no country for old men. Uh, I see, I see that in a little bit, and I know that Jericho specifically channeled that character as well. It was like that character mixing with Nick Bockwinkle. I see that in Moose right now, mm-hmm. um, and I dig it. I, I think it's I think it's good. He's got his own little spin on it, man, um, because he's also at a at a different level on that. He's you know six foot five, you know mm-hmm. two hundred seventy five pounds, and he's shredded, so not a, he can you can back it up in a different way than yeah. say Chris Jericho could. So um, I dig it. So he's evil. He's big and he's athletic. Uh, I really dig the whole character, man. Love it. Good stuff from Moose. Um, the opposite of good stuff is coming up next. We've got decay, which is why, which is why JD got so pissed at me when I <laughs> said about his books and decay in the same sense. You know That's how evil. I feel about this shit. <laughs> Yeah. So um, decay uh, defeated the undead bridesmaids. Um, You know, I like Decay. The entrance is cool. I think they're two good wrestlers. I do Uh, think they're right. I think they're fine. I think they're fine. Undead Bridesmaids. They just kind of come out and they're like just twitching. And you can tell they're... they're, (sighs) What are they supposed to be? Uh, So they're just... I undead bridesmaids, but where's the wedding? Like that wedding angle happened years ago. So I'm not really getting it. They're like disciples of Sue young right now. And they're coming out and you, it just seems like they're not really fully invested in the characters. And then, so they just come out and they're just kind of twitching and they essentially got squashed. That's like, they got a couple moves in at one point. They both did the Brandy, Lauren and Kimberly. They both did the undertaker sit up thing. Right. And that was supposed to be the cool moment of the match. But Impact edited it out, like they cut away from that part and didn't go probably, to it.
2: Probably because the sit-ups looked like shit. You might yeah. guess.
1: yeah. So I, I just don't, I just don't know what they're doing here. I think Kimberly's a good wrestler. I think, um, I think they, Brandy Lee has a certain thing about her that they completely took away with uh, this pretty. character. That's yeah.
2: that's her thing. She's yeah. a very pretty girl, and they've completely they've taken away her one. Because I don't. Okay, we, I know we. We can be kind of mean sometimes, but I I just don't think she's very good in the ring. And I think that when you take the look part away from her, it's like, what else? What do we have? I mean, I I don't like when Sue Young does it. It's fine. That's her character. It's her deal. But like, but you can tell like Sue Young's into it. Yeah. Like like it's her. Like Kimberly
1: yeah, Kimberly and Brandy Lauren—they—they they seem like they're just people paid to be playing this character. They—they're they're, they're not; yes. they don't become the characters, right? Yes. And so, and that—that's the major difference. When I see Sue Young be Sue Young, I believe that's Sue Young, right? Well,
2: it's like Rosemary. Rosemary's in there yes. right now, and Rosemary completely owns uh, Courtney Courtney her name, right? Yeah. Uh, she completely owns the Rosemary character. Like she's all in. Like, and she's been all in on this character for a long time now. So. Like you feel it, like it's over the top, it's a tad ridiculous, but she steps up and delivers with it because there's like you know with acting you got to believe in what you're doing, you got to be the right. character. I don't think either of these two really believe in the character. I think they're just kind of doing what they're what they're being booked to do. And it, it there's nothing worse than bad horror, right? Like mm-hmm. if you watch a terrible horror movie, unless you're la- unless you're there to laugh, right? Unless you're there to point and laugh and say, look how stupid this is in a mystery science theater way. It's terrible. And I feel I don't even feel like it's funny enough to point and laugh at with the undead brides. Like, it's just stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully, it was short. Um, <laughs> and it goes Fair. to show you just just what impact thinks to these bridesmaids characters that they they lost in such quick fashion. And then after the match, that inspiration came down to the ring, um, but avoided crossing paths with decay. Uh, Actually, during the match, Inspiration came out and they were on the stage. They were kind of sitting there watching, trying to distract them. And then moments later, the match ended uh, when uh, Rosemary got the pin. Um, uh, So then after that, uh, Heath and Rhino cut a promo about Heath's rough year being out with an injury. Uh, He said the tension between them and Violent by Design wasn't over. And then Rhino cut a hell of a promo. Mm -hmm. It sounded like he was a 1980s, uh, you know, mid-South (laughs) <laughs> or, uh, you know, Jim Crockett Promotions cutting a promo. I almost thought he was going to say, let me tell you something at some point. That's so that's what I was getting the vibes from. But he said he wanted revenge against Eric Young, and he was going to chop them all in half with a gore, gore, gore.
2: Great promo by Rhino here. Yeah, very old school. Very... Uh, I don't even remember Rhino cutting promos like this in ECW. Like, he just... I don't know. It was cool. It was, it mm-hmm. definitely had that old school feeling to it. And I, I see where you're coming. I didn't think about that before when you said it, it felt like a mid South or something like that. And I, I get, I get where you're coming from with that. Like, yeah, this is, this is cool. I like this whole angle to be honest. With you. this This works yeah. for me. Yep, uh, we got footage
1: last week where Madison Rain and Caleb complained about losing to Mickey James. Demore approached them and booked uh, Rain versus Mercedes Martinez. That actually was just a replay of something that happened on Twitter a couple of days ago. So uh, we get Mercedes Martinez defeated Madison Rain. Pretty one-sided match. Uh, Madison did get some spots in, but it was mainly a showcase from uh, Martinez, which makes sense. She's getting ready to go challenge for the title. Um, well, it should be after absolutely booking 101 right there um after the match was over rain jumped martinez and and then mickey james came out to help her and uh cleared the ring and then martinez actually attacked mickey james and uh put her in um the kryptonite crunch i don't know what she calls it but i just remember that that was
2: it's the kryptonite crunch The kryptonite crunch actually
1: you know shout out to um um Michael modest, all pro wrestling. That was his move. I can't remember exactly what he called it. I'm sure LaRocca is going to yell at the radio. Um, cause that's his guy, but <clears throat> yeah, that was Michael
2: Modest's move back in the day. So this is, um, this was clearly, why did Mickey James feel the need to break up just a one-on-one fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Cause this was supposed to be a two-on-one fight, but Tanil's not here. Right. So it doesn't quite work as well. Right. And this is one of those things like we should have pivoted or maybe we should have put someone else in Madison until, you know, uh, uh, gets back because like it just it didn't work. It looked like your it looked like your world title challenger won her match, but then couldn't handle Madison rain on her own. I mean, it would have better if, well, Caleb got annihilated by Suzuki, so that wouldn't have quite worked. There <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But like. So. It would have been better if they had someone else with her because it made her look a, a tad inept in the post match because it's Madison rain. It's not like she's getting beaten down by like Jake something more on right. him late, more on him later. Yeah. Um, yeah, which could
1: happen in this fucking company. Oh, shit, but... <laughs> man.
2: Um, yeah, I didn't I, I didn't like the I mean, I did like the post. I mean, like the after after when we got the, the kryptonite crushing that looked all right. Nikki sold it great. I like that she's trying to bring back bell bottoms in the year of our Lord 2021. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. It's a it's a bold statement. Um, but like the setup didn't it just it doesn't it didn't work. It's missing something. It's missing Madison Rain's partner. So you know, gotta hold the punches better.
1: Yeah. Um. Steve Macklin then cuts a promo about losing uh, in the in the last few weeks, and man, JD's about to just gloat over this one. Um, oh, I said, told you. I told yeah. you so. <laughs> he said that he is still unpinned and unsubmitted. He said he deserved the X Division title match at Turning Point. And then Trey Miguel confronted him and told him he wanted to get uh, – if he wanted to get pinned, i he had to was asked. Miguel asked him more to make it a triple threat, which I'm going to stop right there. So <laughs> makes no fucking sense at all. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, me, you want to
2: get, you wanna get you pinned? Wanna, okay, I'm, I'm going to bring you into a match where you don't have to get pinned. At what point have you ever said, I want to fight you, I'm, coincidentally, I'm fighting this other dude. Why don't you jump in and fight me and this other dude at the same time? Right. What? No,
1: stupid. no logical sense. It's just stupid. It's because they are addicted to triple threat matches. Love it. They, they love don't know how threats. to, they don't know how, like, like Laredo kid is a perfectly fine contender. Yes. Right. No, nobody really expects him to win the match, but they could just build him up some more and make him look like he's got a shot. And then Miguel goes over. And then after Miguel beats him, then have Macklin attack Miguel. And then you set up the next match. This isn't rocket science. You why don't have to can't, do stupid bullshit.
2: Why can't we let this simmer a little bit? Why right. do we have to do this right now? Like, why can't we just keep this? Cause there's, there's an actual like thing going on with these guys. Like let this be the next thing. It doesn't have to be the, not everything has to be the current thing. And I think Macklin was in the process of cutting a, a really good promo. Yeah. And then Trey comes out and it's a nice little segment. And then like, let's make this a three way. And here's another thing too. Scott, Demore is more than happy to make this happen. Right. He's mm-hmm. more than happy. Cause he knows what he's doing. He knows for a fact, Macklin's going to win. He gets to do his lovely threes, but he won't do the same for Josh Alexander. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. There's something, there's something
1: here. Yeah. So he's, uh, he made a match for Macklin and Laredo kid next week. And if he beats uh Laredo kid, he gets added to the match. Um, going to go friend... on a limb,
2: going to go on a limb here and say he's going <laughs> to win that match.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, I was pretty vocal about this being stupid on Twitter, but, um, Ella and, um, Gerard were like, Hey man, you don't know if he's going to win yet. I'm like, guys,
2: guys, this- come on guys. This is impact. Like,
1: <laughs> like, he's And they're like, well, the same thing happened earlier this year with Sammy Callahan, and we thought that it was going to be Moose, Sammy, and Kenny, and they made it two different matches. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you got me there. Maybe they're recycling that from earlier this year. Um, but So the problem then becomes, right, where my, my expectation is that they will do shitty booking and book a three-way, right?
2: There's a reason you have that expectation. Right.
1: The surprise would be, that they don't do shitty booking and they make a one-on-one perfectly fine match between Miguel and Laredo kid. That's the problem. Uh, My expectation is low. And so I'm expecting
2: them to do something dumb and book a three way. What's the difference between the Kenny Omega storyline and this Trey Miguel storyline? What is the difference? Well,
1: different, well, you know, Miguel. One is for the
2: world title. The other is for the X Division title. What do we do with the X Division? Multi-man matches. This isn't new. This isn't new. This goes back to Vince Russo and Jeff Jarrett in the asylum, right? This is what we do with the X Division. We throw as much shit and chaos at the wall at once. It's just what, it's why this company does this stuff all the time. Cause this is what we've been doing for 20 years. Like I, I will, I, I will, <laughs> I will stake my claim and say, I will, I don't know. I'll do something stupid on the show next week. If should Laredo kid beat Macklin, which by the way, Laredo kid's not going to beat Steve Macklin. No. Like Macklin's <laughs> pushed and Laredo kid is like all their loot He It comes in for a little bit and they kind of not really push him. And then he leaves like, yeah. come on, man. This is the writing is on the wall for this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, next, we got Sam Beal. He
1: addressed Brian Myers and accepted his challenge for next week. He talked about learning so much from him and knowing him so well uh, after having followed Myers for months. He told Willie Mack and Rich Swann to stay in the back because he needed to take on Myers by himself. So there you go. Bold statement. Bold statement. Bold yeah. statement. Great
2: nerd promo. Oh, Yes
1: he did come off as kind of a nerd in this promo. total nerd
2: yeah. and he played it really well. I, yeah. I thought this was really well done. He seemed over. He seemed like a nerd in over his head, but really trying. So oh. I think that, uh, I think Sam did a good job in this segment. He did. I, I happen to
1: like Sam bill. I think mm-hmm. he's good. Yeah. He's playing his character very well. Yes, he is. Um, next we got Rohit Raju defeated Rocky marrow in a very good match. I really enjoyed this match. Um, Let's go ahead and get toward towards the end. So, Rocky uh, rem- is
2: the forbidden door.
1: Yeah, Rocky is the forbidden door. He'll lose matches on anybody's TV he, show. He'll lose wanna- on New Japan. A <laughs> he lost on AEW this week. He lost, lost, on impact of, this
2: week. lost on Ring of Honor earlier this series, losing on Strong. Man, yeah. Rocky Romero can't get away to save his no, life in any no. company.
1: He is the forbidden door of losing. He's uh, the forbidden
2: door Matt. Yeah,
1: really. <laughs> uh, he didn't he even lose on MLW too? I'm pretty sure
2: he. did. I think he did in fact lose on <laughs> MLW. Like, yeah. Is Rocky Romero the greatest job guy in wrestling right now? I, I, I feel like a dick just saying those words because <laughs>
1: he's you know an amazing wrestler and he was yes. great tonight. And he was great last night against Danielson. Uh, that was a really good match. If you guys haven't had a chance to go check that out, go check it out. But, uh, Romero made a comeback with a forever lariats. And then he hit a double footstep on Raju for a two count fall by a backslide, but Raju blocked Romero hit a satellite DDT for another near fall. Raju got a near fall himself with a flat liner, but as he tried to capitalize Romero locked in an arm bar, prompting Singh to distract the referee Romero took out saying and hit a slice bread on Raju, but couldn't get the win. The finish uh, came when uh, Raju blocked the tornado DDT, hit a drive by kick and get the win in a really good match. And at one point, um, uh, Rohit Raju's um, gosh, Singh helped uh, distract um, he distracted Romero at one point during the match, so that that also helped out. So, but I, I thought it was a really good match and a big win by for Raju, man. That was that was cool. Right. I honestly, honestly, it was like, oh, okay, this is how they're gonna because Romero lost a couple weeks ago to Trey Miguel, he was out pretty early in the color Shock Bauntlet and bound for glory, so I was thinking, ah, they're just gonna give him a dub and everybody beats Raju, but. Hey, look, you know, no, everybody actually beats Romero, and that's that's how this works. Forbidden
2: Doormat. Uh, <laughs> uh, this match told me that I really want to see old Hakeem Zayn in the uh, junior heavyweight division in New Japan at some point. I I think, yeah,
1: absolutely, man. Hopefully that. Uh, hopefully we can get some people heading over to Japan soon. He's um, underrated,
2: man. He's really yeah. underrated.
1: He is. I I, th- I think he is. Um, he's a guy that's going to be in this company for a long time.
2: Yeah, they should be. Um, he's yeah. he's really good. At whatever. Whatever they give him to do, he he steps up. He's very underrated.
1: So backstage, we've got Hernandez told Johnny Swinger that he asked for Demore uh, for a match against the Demon and Decay for next week. <laughs> so Johnny Bravo uh, brought in Fallabaugh to be the third man for the team. So we're going to get uh, Swinger, Hernandez, and ba taking on the Demon, um, Taurus, and uh, Crazy Steve. And uh Taurus actually his main eventing in AAA later this year against Cain Velasquez. So <laughs> it's like, that's how it backs treating
2: this guy. Poor dude. So this is, uh, this is uh, what do they call him? Uh, Okado all over again. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Chelsea Green cut a promo about becoming a new number one contender. So guess what? They booked a four-way, uh, which is what we do here. Damore booked uh, Green versus Jake something who is dead in the water. Uh, he's done uh, versus Matthew Raywald, which who cares? And then Alicia Edwards, so uh, that's going to be on the internet next week. Digital Media Championship, Jordan Grace. How
2: how can I ever take Jake something seriously again if he loses to Alicia Edwards and Chelsea Green? You answer can't. me this question. Like no. this is this is Jake something. And this right. again, we are a pot like if you're new to the show, we're very pro Jake something because he's a huge ripped man with a lot of charisma that's actually really good in the ring. Yeah. So of course, of course, Chelsea Green's gonna win this, right? Because it's the pro the, the promo was all about Chelsea Green. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So
1: and she'll 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 book, she'll probably pan Alicia Edwards and it's whatever. It's like like, we can't find something else for something to do. Like, Matthew Ray, we'll do whatever you want to that guy. Um, yeah, I, don't care. I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, I, I do don't push. care. He's He was good back in the day when he was announcing for, uh, you know, Miro or Rusev whenever he was introducing him. That thing was over. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care if he's winning matches. Lose. He can get beat by whatever girl you want to throw at him. That's fine. But Jake, something, they had something with this guy. I mean, he was just in the co-main event on an Impact Plus special for the x Division title tore down the house with uh josh alexander and now he's doing this i'm like i kind of want to just be like look me and tony Khan have some mutual friends i'm like look tell tony to come save this brother
2: because he is getting abused in impact dude this is ridiculous you know japan's opening up and noah has this hard hitting strike heavy style yes they don't have any they don't want renee dupree's coming back in though me but i mean like (laughs) they don't have any like Hard hitting Gaijin in the company right now, and I look at Jake Something and I go, "Tell me you don't want to see Jake Something I wrestling do. matsukatsu Fanaki mm-hmm. or oh, yeah. or Takeshi sagira or wrestling uh, um, uh Nakajima for that GHC title." And I just I scratch my head, going, "What are we doing with this guy?" I just I don't yeah. get it. I really is he a pain in the ass backstage? Like I cannot figure I, this out for the life of me.
1: Yeah, I I honestly have no idea, man, and if I were him, I, uh, after being put in a match like this is ridiculous. I would just be like, Look, guys, that's it. I, I don't know what his contract status is, but yeah, I'd I'd be on the phone with uh you know with Noah. ASAP. I would. Yeah, I would like, I would go I'd call Tom Lawler and be like, Hey, let's go to Noah, brother. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's go tear some shit down.
2: Bro, those two guys in a tag team versus Segura and uh uh, uh Sakuraba. sign me yeah. up, yeah. That yeah. dude, that's money. That's got that money. is no money. Yeah. I I don't know, man. This is one of these things. This whole, I I hate. I hate the digital media championship. They they won't put it on Impact, so I'm never going to see one of the matches. But right. I just just I don't yeah. like it. So
1: it's like, but just hearing that Jake something's in the match yep. bugs me. Yep, um, hate it. So. Next week we also got the Knockouts Tag Team Champions Inspiration. Now uh, they're gonna uh, take on un- the Undead Bridesmaid, non-title action. So the reason, yeah, the reason why that is is because they were mad that the Bridesmaids did not beat up Decay. So there you go. Um,
2: so they so they lose to Decay and they get a match with the champs next week, even though it's un- oh, the w- champs.
1: The champs made the challenge. Said, "Hey, yep. because you didn't you didn't do our bidding, now we want to beat you up." So there you go that's wwe what the,
2: booking for you
1: <laughs> yeah well that inspiration is wwe man yep. um laredo kid versus steve macklin for a spot at turning point uh that's gonna
2: be a good match
1: that is gonna be a good The match.
2: outcome is not in doubt but it's gonna be a good match
1: right a return of diana prazo and then the main event is suzuki versus alexander which is going to be one of the best tv matches uh in uh modern impact history i would let's say
2: let's freaking go that's I, gonna be awesome
1: I had I know some people that were there and saw the match that night, and uh, every bit as good as we think it's going to be.
2: I so. cannot wait to watch that one.
1: Absolutely. All right, main event time, man. Eddie Edwards defeated uh, W. Morrissey and Matt Cardona to earn an Impact World Title match. Um, this match was very good, and I, it was I was surprised that. It kind of seemed like Morrissey was doing a babyface turn. There were several moments in the match where the crowd just broke out in a Morrissey chant. And it seemed like it was a you know, the baby faces did a two-on-one deal and he kept thwarting them. And it just made the crowd love him even more. And he started to play to the crowd a little bit.
2: It's very interesting booking. I mean, when you very interesting booking. When you have two guys attacking one and the one guy is huge. Who in this? We've seen this over the course of professional wrestling history. Who's the crowd going to cheer for? The giant beating everyone's ass. Yeah, right. Of course, that's the way it's going to be. So it makes it makes you wonder: is this intentional?
1: I so that, so that's what I'm thinking it is because could be yeah because he was not only he was playing to the crowd when they were cheering him, mm-hmm. and so that it makes me think that um, you know hey we got we got Eddie now we got Eddie and Moose at Turning Point. And Morrissey's already been kind of wanting to challenge Moose anyway. I'm thinking that we're going to get that match and we'll get it with uh, Morrissey as a baby face.
2: Morrissey's shown a lot of Kevin Nash's qualities lately. He's kind of living up to that promise, mm-hmm. you know, because people compared him to him very early in his career. And I think he's starting to uh, to see it a little bit. Matt Cardona remains very uninteresting in Impact. His work is actually pretty good. He yeah. lost today because he ruptured his ass coming off the top rope and then he got hit yeah. with the knee.
1: So. so I, I've been very impressed with his work and it's been good. Um, so I, you know, I think it was illa and the, the BFI chat. Hey, if you're a listener of the show and you want to in on the BFI chat, just, you know, hit me up and, uh, we'll, we'll do uh, we'll, we'll vet your ass and see if you're cool. And then we'll bring you on in. But, uh, illa was like, you know, he's lost a couple of matches in a row now. Maybe this is where we start the turn where Cardona ends up turning on Eddie Edwards. Maybe that's what we're heading towards because yeah, he, uh, he seemed like he didn't really belong in the match, but he looked great. And during the match, like his work was great. Um, he worked his ass off. He took the pin. I'm thinking maybe their you know, turn of the year, you know, we start to reward this guy with that heel turn that we've been wanting.
2: Matt Cardona has sneakily had the best year of his career. Right. And it's mm. most of it's been in GCW where he's one of the more interesting characters in all of wrestling. And then in Impact, he's still basically Zack Ryder, right? But I think his work is significantly better here than it ever was in WWE. But character-wise, he's basically still Zack Ryder. So if this does lead to him turning heel, I'm for that because, quite frankly, he's a better heel than he is a babyface.
1: Yes, much better heel. Much better yeah much better but hey overall i i thought this was a you know solid show yeah. again c c plus b minus i think next week you know we're gonna um we'll to be probably a show. Be, next week's gonna be a really good show as we start to head into turning point and then uh, they tape again next week as well so turning point's gonna be live in las vegas and there's gonna be subsequent tapings afterwards so um that should be that should be cool to see exactly what's gonna go all down there man and i'm excited for turning point i'm excited for next week super excited for uh, alexander versus suzuki man um it, it should be a hell of a match yes yeah and i'm uh, especially excited about fight game media network and fight game media network plus and the bfi feed the brace for impact the feed so hey download the show give us a like give us a review go to five Apple stars Podcast, man. five stars that- yep give us your feedback leave some comments uh talk about how great we are um if you have negative comments
2: Put them on one of the other shows. Don't say that. About yeah, us. Don't say about it. we we need to work the algorithm, right? For yeah. a new show, right? Yeah. One uh one one star uh, review will do a lot of damage to us. We yeah. want nothing but five stars. Right. Work the algorithm, help us help you. Yeah, yeah, or and just if, help uh, us actually don't and
1: if you leave a comment, and you leave five stars, let us know about it. Man, we'll tweet you out, we'll give you a big shout out, we'll give you a shout at it on the show. Um so I, that, you know, that'd be really important. And then go check out, of course, the Fight Game Media Network feed. Search, search in the, the search engine there. Look for Fight Game Media Network on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and it uh, should come right up and uh, you start following all the shows. I think we're going to start getting new shows on there this weekend in that feed. It should be awesome, man.
2: Mike, let's continue this conversation on the Patreon.
1: Yeah, man. So, hey, that's going to do it for the free feed. Um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, just stick around. I got some uh, questions here. I got some news. Uh, some Somebody just re-signed. Or somebody just signed with Impact. We got a free agent Ooh. signing just announced today, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we got a former member of Impact that was at the tapings this last uh, this last go around, but they showed up at uh, Dynamite this week. Uh, we got a potential signing who uh, might be delayed a little bit. Uh, we have some news on that. Uh, We also have a Ring of Honor member that would be perfect for Impact. He's making his debut in another promotion. I want to talk about that. And then we have three Impact stars working in New Japan this weekend. So we'll we'll bring that up. And then we have some Q&A stuff from uh, some of our friends in the uh, Brace for Impact chat. And then I sent it out actually on Twitter. had some comments there. had some good questions. I hope I got to all of them. I do have uh, 15 notifications on my Twitter right now. So I might have missed some. So I apologize for that. We've got a lot of cool stuff uh, coming up on Patreon. So Patreon subscribers, stick around. And if you're on the free feed, hey, guys, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again next week. Mahalo.